difference. You're listening to We Ruined Everything podcast. I'm Kayla. I'm David. We're both a little sniffly today, but we're going to try not to do that. I'm getting over a bug. You are just warming up to yours. So, hey. We got a theme song now. Yeah, I like that new music. We had it last time too, but it wasn't ready by the time we recorded that. So yeah, it happened like right after. Surprised me today. I like it. I'm excited. So we have a few things to talk about today. We watched a lot of TV as usual, seen a few few movies. movies. We got some events coming up. So what do you want to talk about first? So we watched Harley Quinn recently. Um, did a whole art show over there too. Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Is, it's now on uh, movie <laughs> tickets. Or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Okay, I was going to say, did they really put her name first? Um, I think they... on At some places when you buy a ticket, it says Harley, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Uh, and I think that's just more internal. There was a big thing about it being a change and, you know... I mean, hell, that would have been a good change right at the beginning, but it's fine. Um, but we watched that, and we're not going to get too into that because we have a big plan for our next show. Well, we're going to talk about that and a few other movies. But uh, quick thoughts on it. it. I enjoyed it a whole bunch. Heck yeah. That was such a fun movie. Yeah. It, it but rem- not like stupid fun. See, I would disagree and say it's stupid fun. And that's it great. is, but I think it's... Um, when I say stupid fun, I'm thinking of like Adam Sandler, or Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> like, I think it was really funny, lots of action, really brightly colored, but also like had some substance to it as well. Maybe that's just me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's every good comic movie's come out had some substance, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I was to compare it to any movie, there's two movies that come to mind for Ragnarok. those of you who are. Well, I mean, yeah. Less so Ragnarok. More Deadpool. Okay. Deadpool and John Wick. Just all the bright colors and stuff, I guess, kind of made me think of Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, it's very... It's not in the old dapper, gritty grimness of a lot of the older DC movies. It's very colorful. Very cartoon-like. Yes. Very hyper-surreal. Um, I'm sad it's not making more money. I wish it was. It deserves it. I it's, know. It's as good as a John Wick movie, like I said earlier. Yeah. It is it, the action is comparable to that. Um, and I mean, we'll talk more in depth about it yeah, probably but, on a later podcast. But, but, go but while see it's it. still in theaters, yeah. go see it. Yeah, it's it's whatever reservations you have about it. Just it's just a good. It's a fun movie. Comic book movie. Yeah. Um, go to the matinee. Yeah. That's fine. Save some money, but still see it. We need more movies like this one. Yeah. And if it doesn't make any money, I don't think they're going to make more like this. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. Because it's just a good yeah. DC movie and we need more of those. Yeah. It's just a good action flick in general. Yeah. Like, man. I mean, you know, DC, it's pretty hit or miss. So. Yeah. I mean, they've been pretty good recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of DC real fast, uh, everybody's going all wild about that new Batman suit. The one where the mask, he looks like dead, uh, not Deadpool. Uh, Daredevil. I just, Daredevil, thank you. Uh, he did. He doesn't look so much like it now. He looks very noir Batman, which I guess is what the movie's supposed to look like. Like There's a comic book that was like Batman noir, and it looked very leather. Does he have like a Sherlock Holmes hat over his cowl, smoking a pipe? I feel like that's what I'm thinking of too, the noir one. It, he had like a very, 
you know, the overcoat that just flows and like uh, <laughs> an infinity scarf. I don't know. Yeah, his gray suit and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Black tie. Still Batman uh, horns and stuff like that. But it, there's been a lot of hubbub about how a lot of people think it looks bad and silly. And I, it looks like a bat suit to me. Like, what do you think? You saw it. I, well, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It looks. There's been worse. There's been worse. There's been better, I guess. I just, I just think there's an inherent silliness to translating a comic book costume to live action. That's just Mm going to be there. And I think that's part Mm -hmm. of the charm. I think that's one of the reasons we always get giddy. I don't know. I always, I've always loved when you take, especially in Batman movies, when you take a costume like that, which back in the day had like what underwear on the outside. Yeah. (laughs) But when you take a costume like that, and even the comics, they kept that, that underwear on the outside for a while, even when the comics got darker and more gritty and more realistic, quote unquote, but he still had him dressed the way he was. And you that gotta was, keep those tights up. All yeah. ladies know <laughs> pantyhose on first and then the underwear. Yeah, but, but I like that juxtaposition. I think, you know, this movie looks fine. I think it's gonna look great. Yeah. Um, I'll give I'll give Battenson a chance. But yeah, but I think it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, it's fine. Comic it's a bad are, costume. Comic book movies are, are gonna have some silliness in them. That's just in this DNA. And I think I I run with it most of the time. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I was gonna say it'd be hard to make it look real bad, but you'd have to do some real weird stuff. And go back like to like maybe... the original the, the original costume that Bill Finger uh <laughs> not Bill Finger, it was uh Bill Finger's the one who fixed the costume. One of the old Batman guys. You're beyond my depth of knowledge of comic book history. Bob the, Kane. Bob Kane's the one. Oh, the red costume that Batman had. Was it red? Yeah, I think it was like red and yellow. And it looked very old school, like pulpy comic. Mm-hmm. And then Bill, Bill Finger came in and uh, made it what it is now, which was less silly, but still silly. I was thinking you could do like see-through plastic, like was big in the 90s. Mm. So you could see the actual bat nipples instead of just putting them on the suit. And that'd have to be a hell of a plastic. Still needs the underwear on the outside, though. Sure. But I've always, I always like that juxtaposition of, like, this guy dressed the way he is. Super serious, everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he wants to wear a costume. He does. Well, that's fine. This is totally Nothing fine. Nothing wrong. But I dig the new costume. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. It's a bad I'm, costume. I'm still interested to see what happens. I know who he is. We also saw, I guess real quick, because I don't have much thoughts on it. We saw Diablero season two on Netflix. Yeah, not as good. It's trying to ride, and we're going to talk about another show later on, same thing. Uh, it's trying to ride a, like a hardcore serious tone with like really goofy uh, slapstick comedy. Yeah. And that's a fine line. It had like zany sound effects and stuff like that yeah. in it. I don't know. Like, again, it's I don't remember be... the first season doing that that much. It had levity to it, of course. Sure. I mean, it's it's in the supernatural vein, the show, TV show, CW, Supernatural, mm-hmm. CW. Uh, <laughs> WB? No, you're right. Oh, CW, CW now. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I was like, I'm showing my age. <laughs> like, you dork. It's WB now. <laughs> no, it's no, no. UPN. <laughs> 15 <laughs> um but supernatural is like done super zany shows but it still kind of keeps a certain type of consistency this one just kind of yeah it couldn't find its footing necessarily on that serious to comedy yeah um it's still decent still yeah. good i still like the two main characters the yeah. brother and sister team 
Yeah. I almost feel like the show should be more about them than anybody else. Yeah. I don't I really agree. I don't really like the priest character. He's he a creep the mud. this season. Yeah. He's he just, just... kind of just takes everything down. Uh, oh, I think boy. the other... Oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, the demon girl. She was underused yeah, and underutilized and given a weird arc. She was cool in the first season. Yeah, this one was more angsty but with less attitude. Yeah, I don't know. Made her seem like she was like a child. It's okay to have on in the background. Yeah, I it's think, fine. If you're on your phone doing uh, other stuff. If you've but- watched the first season, you're putting this off. I mean, watch it. If you are if you haven't, I don't know if I'd recommend watching season two. Season one's great, though. Yeah, yeah. It I ended agree. in such a good way, though. After letting me down, that last little stinger was great. Oh, yeah. We're not going to ruin it, but it's, that's that's like one of the big redeeming things that makes me want to see a third season. Yeah, that is true. Well, I saw Sonic recently, too. There's no segue into it. I saw Sonic, <laughs> um, which I liked. I enjoyed a, whole, a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy. Um, First off, how did he look? I mean, he looked, he looked good. Yeah. I liked the new... When I first saw the first trailer, I was less enthused for it. So the new trailer, I was like, oh, okay, now this looks kind of good. I'm glad I went to go see it. It, it, is, it, is a, it is a kid's movie, ostensibly. You know, it's yeah, uh, but it it's got enough there that you can enjoy it, especially if you're an old fan. So my next question is then how was Jim Carrey in it? Because talking about silly, he looked pretty silly in the trailers. And I have not always been the biggest Jim Carrey fan just because mm. I felt like a lot of his stuff was over the top. But that was just my I mean, um, he, little kid he's well he's not the main focus of this um so he's used more as a flavor rather than like the whole movie's oh, built around, okay which i think works out a lot especially like i like i love jim carrey's older stuff mm-hmm. i grew up as a big fan of him and this one if you enjoy him a lot that it just adds more to the movie because you're seeing like classic jim carrey but if you're not a big fan like you it's not so much that you're going to take you out of the movie you know okay it's just enough. They fit in a lot of video game tropes from Sonic games in there more than I thought they would be able to. There's even a big fight at the end, of course, you know, that is pretty much like fighting Robotnik in the game, which is great. And me saying it's not going to do justice to the way they pulled it off, but it's genius the way they did it. I was like, oh, crap. I just had a big smile on my face when I saw it. So it was the appropriate amount of nostalgia and not too fan servicey or sure it's appropriate amount um there's some in there if you know what to look for but i mean not gonna hit you over the head with stuff like hey remember this remember but it is gonna be enough there that you go oh crap i remember this and it's it's pretty good good if you got a matinee you got time to kill it's worth it not that it needs i think everybody's gonna watch has already seen it just do a double feature matinee harley quinn Sonic. Birds of Prey and Sonic, yeah. yes. An R movie and then a family-friendly movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. I don't know. Take the kids to one if you if you got some. Uh, hand them off to somebody. <laughs> Preferably someone you know. Go watch Charlie Quinn. <laughs> Go wait in the lobby <laughs> while mom and dad watch this movie. Uh, I remember when I was younger, I used to have arcades at uh, movie theaters all the time. I used to waste a lot of quarters. I was not an arcade kid. I don't remember. I do remember, though... Uh, occasionally going to the drive-in with my parents and my brother and that was always a treat mom would like make popcorn at home and bring like a picnic basket full of snacks and like the first 
movie was always the kids feature and then the second movie would be the adult movie and so keith and i were supposed to be asleep oh so it was late, when na- the second late enough movie at night came, yeah that you were supposed to be asleep <laughs> yeah in the back seat you know while they're watching their movie hmm i don't know that i've when i was little we had a drive through but i think it's just one movie it wasn't like the double features oh, or at least okay. my family only ever watched the one movie and went home. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they knew, they knew you would try to sneak a peek and watch the adult oh, movie. I saw a lot of quote those movies. They, 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 they showed me a lot of stuff when I was a kid. Probably explains a lot. I, I tried. I tried to sneak watches at the movies, but I couldn't see the screen. So I didn't know what was going on because, you know, my parents were blocking it. And plus I was pretty tired of fall asleep and be able point, to right? watch it yeah um <laughs> i guess one of the big things that we saw recently uh was we saw the entire series of the good place where yes, you rewatched it i saw I it for the first did, time which was good i enjoyed rewatching it yeah. there were a lot of things that i missed it was a really good show yes so just basic overview plot just in case people know it's about some chick dying and going to heaven and think that's a weird concept it is but what it is is so we are in the afterlife ted danson is a creature in the afterlife called an architect who creates a community for the humans to go to and so we follow four humans in their afterlife um the other major character is um a not a robot not a girl all-knowing operating AI system. Yeah. operating system, yeah, in the form of a um, human. I just realized this show is body. the holographic universe theory that we're all a simulation <laughs> because but that any, character is the operating system. I just realized that. Yeah. Oh. But it, it and it's and the show is not about religion at all. That's not what the writers and creators set out to do. It's about the philosophy of what it means to be a good human. And yeah, it's also doesn't just cat to say, Hey, everybody can be good. There's no repercussion to even being good to there's, there's a lot of bounce in this. It's right. uh, And it's freaking hilarious. I think one of the, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really funny, really smart. I like throughout the show, that even the good intentions have inadvertent things happen. Yeah. It's not a simple good and evil. It's just a lot of we don't know, so we try. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I, I like that the ultimate, I mean, and this is, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Maybe it is. But the ultimate thesis of the show is there's beauty in the finite. Mm-hmm. And we only have things for as long as we have them. So enjoy them while you have them. Mm-hmm. Try to do the best you can with what you got at the time. Because mm-hmm. it's all fleeting. At the best case scenario, it's all fleeting. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. That's- well, then I guess that was my question to you. Overall, did you agree with their, I guess, theories about... The afterlife? <laughs> no, not the afterlife. <laughs> but what it is to be a person, what it is to be a good person. I mean, yeah, it's, it's ultimately, you're, you're all just trying because our four humans, we have Eleanor, yeah. who's played by Kristen Bell. And so we learned that uh, when she was living, she was just kind of a dirtbag. She was out for number one. And if that meant it hurt other people, then 
that's okay. Very cynical worldview. Yes. And then our other human, one of the other ones, is Cheaty. And uh, played by William Jackson Harper. Yeah. Who was in Midsommar. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, when he was on Earth, he was a philosopher of ethics. Um, but was he got lost in the details. so indecisive, yes, about what the right thing to do was. He couldn't see the forest for the trees. And sometimes to um, maybe, what, what do I want to say? Too diligent to one theory of thought that his actions ended up hurting people. Yeah. Like he couldn't tell a lie. And so lying physically hurt him. So at one moment when he was able to come clean to a friend who he told him he liked his boots, but his boots were actually ugly, like it it hurt his friend when Chidi finally told the truth. No nuance. All right. Completely black and white. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, one of our other humans, we learned that uh, when she was living, she was... A great philanthropist, did a lot of things for a lot of people, but was incredibly vain and did it to look good. She did things to please her parents, um, raise her status. Always name dropped. There's <laughs> never a moment where she didn't remind you what her status was. Yes. And that that character uh, is Tawny, played by Jamila Jamil, um, who is a complex human being in her own right yes Um, as we all are as we all are i don't know about jason what's his problem what's his deal it's just uh jason is sweet happy-go-lucky but um never taught right and wrong he no he wasn't he was just taught everything is relative so he just did whatever he thought he needed to do in the moment yep Without much thought for repercussions. It was just whatever felt good in the moment. I guess that's his fault. Yeah, there you go. He did. He lived for the moment. (gasps) He lived for the moment. And uh, he's played by uh, Manny Jacinto. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to spoil much of the show. I don't either because there's lots of twists. It's a beautiful show. It's It's a fast-paced show. Yeah, we got through it in like less than a week and I didn't realize it. It's only 20-minute episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Only four seasons. Three se- three seasons are on Hulu, if you have it. Uh, we had to buy the, the fourth season, though. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be on NBC's street, free streaming service at some point. And the good thing about the whole series is that the creators got to end it when they wanted to. Oh, yeah. It wasn't dragged on. They it had was... a story. They had an arc. They had an ending. And so uh, it's good. And there's lots of fun uh, guest characters yeah there's a lot of stars and it has uh kevin from brooklyn 99 in it playing it's hard to (laughs) so we we, mark evan jackson yeah so in between the last season this season of brooklyn 99 we watched good place so it's hard going back to brooklyn 99 and i know i'm (laughs) going to see him again it's going to be weird seeing him and as yeah human uh husband of holt (laughs) so dry monotone (laughs) Spoilers, <laughs> but yeah, it, yes. it's a really great show, and I really liked what it was about, and I really liked what it had to say. And it, yeah, it, it's got a lot of good heart. It's got great laughs. Ted Danson is so funny. The final episode is. I love Darcy Carden. Oh, Darcy. I forgot awesome. about. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, Janet very much. Darcy Carden is awesome in the whole show. It's, it's, she is. She's good in Barry. She's good in Good Place. I like Darcy Carden. 
She's in Barry? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's uh, the girl who throws the first party in the first season when Barry not, brings the laptop. I know who you're talking about. I do not remember her face. She's really insecure. Yeah. <laughs> Once everybody like her. Oh, uh, well, she she's, does a great job on this, too. Yeah. So I, I really like the show. I was I thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, I'm so glad you decided to watch it with me. Yeah. The last thing we want to talk about before we talk about the last thing. Ah, so the penultimate, <laughs> penultimate. thing. Oh, nice. Hey, you too. It's one of my favorite words. Uh, it's, it's never a good place to use it in a regular conversation. It's my Tahani word where I use it to sound smart and it's big and flashy. Uh, well, it's flashy. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we also watched Dracula on Netflix, which is a BBC Netflix partnership. Whoa. Um. And I had no interest in it. I mean, I had a little bit, but I had the interest of putting it on your queue because it's on Netflix and never watching yeah. it. So it's one of those movies that just, or shows that just stays there. And one day you'll get to it. But we saw this clip on YouTube or something. Yeah. And it was Dracula in modern day. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting twist. Yeah. How does he get there? Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a case of like the spoiler making us want to see how they got there. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the way I am with a lot of spoilers. I don't really care too much. I mean, I do. I'm not usually a spoiler person, but that one piqued my interest. Yeah. And it was three episodes, an hour and a half each. Yeah. So you, you technically get like six episodes, yeah. six hour long episodes, hour long quotes, 40 minute, 45 minute episodes. Um, and it was interesting. Like it looked great, had great set design, great filming, great filmmaking in it, you know? Yes. Good. Uh. Camera work, good shots, good lighting, some good story. <laughs> yeah, I think the first episode definitely was suspenseful enough that I that I wanted to, you know, see what was going to happen next. It it was set um, more in the time that the book was set in the first episode. Yeah, it's it's very much a Bram Stoker's for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the lawyer goes to the castle. Uh, Dracula does what he does. A lot of it has been truncated a little bit, so it's not everything in the book. It touches on like his wise real fast and zombies of some sort. Like the, the the supernatural lore of this isn't very clear. I don't think I've ever read Dracula. I we have it, but I don't know like the original story. So here's the thing about Dracula to me. It's the same thing I said about Diablero is that it doesn't really know what tone it wants to hit and keeps having these huge jumps. So are we going to get into spoiler territory here? Uh, what? Is there anything to spoil? I mean, so I'd say, I'd how say we that, get to modern day maybe? I don't know. So Van Helsing in this show is awesome. Yes. I All love, the Van Helsings yes. are some of the greatest characters that I've seen in like a in a... In a vampire story yes you just kind of want to see whole shows about them yes they seem well-rounded you seem to know what their motivation is um what their flaws are like uh, they're not their personality yeah they're very human yeah very awesome yeah uh and i wish we i wish we had more time with them I mean, it goes from Dracula's castle to the last ride of the Dem- Demeter. I think that's what it's called. The last ride. 
It's a ship that takes them to Britain, I guess. So is that in the book too? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that part. I, I remember, I don't know if it's in the book or if it's a short story on the side. So this is just a reimagining of oh, sure. the yeah, actual it's Dracula. BBC. Okay. It's, it's just... See, I just thought it was like every other vampire movie where somebody just like does something. No, I mean, I, I know a lot of the tropes come from that stuff, you know, having the soil, the vampire yeah. has to have it. The ghost ship pulls into the harbor is usually the way it is because nobody's alive in it. Mm. Um, they touch on a lot of that kind of stuff. And then it finds, through shenanigans, finds a way to modern day. Uh, and I think, <laughs> so it, the whole show has these weird jumps in tone. But the modern day stuff is when it really just takes, it's just a sudden shift altogether. They change their camera angles and the effects that they use. The writing starts to get changed. The, yeah. Tone becomes more overtly comedic. Like, I get that it's modern day, but it almost seems like watching a completely different TV show. Like I feel like they meant for it to be, like, on purpose. You know, like, modern day, everybody's so blasé about everything. You know, uh, everything's so tongue-in-cheek. But it just took me out, man. It just it just hit me, and I was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this was a show. It ends in such a weird way. Uh, they really just F up the ending. I'm not sure. It didn't make sense. How long after we watched that did I start asking you questions about why did this happen? What about this storyline? To go to to get ready for work, (laughs) and then you texted me like, "Hey, why? (laughs) Why did blah 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 happen?" I I walk back out to the living room, and what about this? Should we spoil the ending of this? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we can now if you want. No, we're not going to spoil it. Okay. Go watch this train wreck of a show. It's great. It's <laughs> it's a really, I'd say it's great to look, to watch it with the group and just look at them and be like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it just left me confused because there were parts of it that I really enjoyed and parts of it that I really wanted to be better and parts of it where I went, what the heck is this? <laughs> Then disappointed then at the end. That's I don't what know. I, the whole show just left me disappointed. It's a roller coaster man and not in a good way. It, yeah. It's like a fair ride roller coaster. Yeah. I hope Kingdom, which is coming out, which is a <gasps> Korean zombie TV I'm so show. Excited. I hope it sticks its landing. I really do. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um I'm probably too excited. I've got my hopes up too I'm high. I'm looking for forward this. to it. I'm not. So I. I need I have, to calm down. I need to chill. Probably. Man. I got well, no chill right now. The first season was really good. Go watch that show if you haven't. And we've talked about it before, but Kingdom is great. I may need to rewatch it for the third time. You should. Yeah. So yeah, those are what we watched, um, and seen. I mean, we've done more stuff, but like I said, we're saving it for a bigger show. Uh, last time we want to talk about, is, yeah. So we're in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, coming up, we have. Uh, Lubbock Con on February 29th, so if you're local, Woo-hoo! you should come out to that. We've uh, February 29th and March 1st. Yeah, so the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. The leap year weekend. Ooh, special. special. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this year we're both going to be vending, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's, we finally get to do it together. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, it'll be pretty fun. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cool pe- plays places there a lot of cool people there Um, yeah so i it's yeah it's a little pop culture convention um it's um what is it video games was gonna look at the sorry comics yeah they're gonna have movies yeah so i'll check the ticket prices here in a minute is it 15 i think it's 10 for saturday 15 for sunday 
Wouldn't it be the other way? Because I think Sunday is usually the shorter day. But Sunday's the bigger day. Oh, is it this year? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. We can check on that. But I pulled up the list of special guests that they're going to have. They're going to have uh, Freddie Williams, artist of Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man, Thundercats, writer of DC Comics, Guide to Digitally Drawing Comics. Um, we have Michael Horse, who's an actor and an artist. Um, you might know him from Twin Peaks and Roswell, X-Files, Gargoyles. Um, oh, I don't know who he voiced in Gargoyles. Uh, Gargoyles, see. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, and I guess he's in Call of the Wild, which is that Harrison Ford movie that's going to come out soon. Um, they also have Ken Scott, who's uh, an actor. He was uh, Raphael, right? In the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. That's what I hear, yeah. Um, in addition to the special guests, of course, we'll have lots of vendors, people selling art, T-shirts. Um, we have a big arcade game room. Yeah. Uh, children's area is still going to be there, even though you're not in charge of it this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it'll be just as big, I think, if not bigger this year. Yeah. Always fun things to do for the family. Um, kids under a certain age get in free. Yeah. Did you say that? I don't remember. So kids under a certain age get in free, yeah. <laughs> so, but for us specifically, we're going to be there too, selling our art. And so we got lots of different stuff. Yeah, different cool things that we've done. Kayla paints little pennies and does awesome artwork on them. I think we they're pens this year now. <laughs> yeah. Put them on your jean jacket. And we'll be there, I guess, repping this podcast as well for the first time. So um, I'm excited. Me too. All right, guys. Well, you stay healthy. We're going to try to go get healthy. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye.